0: Goats are, the seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad. Who chronicles the vanguard of hip hop at large. Rap tastes slacked off, don't need to be mad dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod rap
1: pod. 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 Pod.
0: Pod. 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 Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the dad bod rap pod. I am one third of your hosts. Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem1. I am joined by my man's Dave Ma. What's good, man?
1: Yo, good to see you guys again, as always. Good to see ya.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> also, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Nate LeBlanc. What's going on, man?
2: What's up, guys? Um, I am well. Uh, I forget who it was, but someone texted. Oh, it was an old buddy I was catching up with on IG. Like, you know, sometimes someone will send the flame emoji, and you're like, hey, how are you? Like, random <laughs> yes. that you did that. Like, cool. Yeah cool but random so let's have a quick talk and he was like you know i'm good are you good i'm like yeah if i ignore all politics and the warming (laughs) of the earth i'm good personally yeah like that's a lot to have to ignore but here we are you know compartments it's all about
0: having your your compartments together and we're glad that in the podcast compartment you were here rocking with us um but you you hinted at it nate um at at the cataclysmic changes that are happening to the planet. Um, cheap among them, the end of the Choco Taco. Goddamned bullshit. What, um, what's going on, man? Is this for real? That's my Here's my question. Because this better not be a goddamn marketing ploy for me to care about <laughs> the Choco <laughs> Taco, <laughs> Taco again. And, and
1: then if like, The Choco be like Taco a was in it. its
2: feelings and just needed to know if people loved it <laughs> yeah, or not. <laughs> <laughs> Let
1: um, me ask you guys this, though. Choco Taco or It's It?
3: Oh, dude, oh, that's like Sophie's <laughs> choice.
2: He's trying to this. start a war. The Choco Taco is my go-to ice cream truck purchase, Okay, if I should happen to be around an ice cream truck. But the It's It is the clearly superior food product.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, it's like saying, are you going to go a Bentley or, you know, a high-end Nissan?
2: Now, yeah. you don't give me the Bentley. <laughs> like a souped-up <laughs> Nissan with a spoiler and... Rims yeah, that yeah. don't quite fit.
1: <laughs> I'll tell both I, I, I think I can have like three choco tacos, but like I have a limit when it comes to its. it's You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
2: Have you it's gotten it's the, the pack with the small ones? It's like six small ones. Of its, it's? yes, it's like it's no. like a mini it's it that's actually an appropriate size for a human adult, not is like a big right? ass fucking that's that dangerous disc. Is it, I mean? is
0: it thinner or is it smaller in die in diameter? It's right. smaller. Right. I think it's okay. the same thickness. That's what mm. she said. Mm. Um, <laughs> All the, about that.
2: Uh, yeah, it's they, but they don't do the other flavors. Like, you know, sometimes you oh, get lucky okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you'll find the coffee, got it's it. it. The pumpkin, it's it. The strawberry, yeah. it's it. These are just the box of the vanilla, okay. it's it's. Okay. And like, th- that. those like got us through the pandemic, dude. Like, it was just like, I need to have one <laughs> little moment of joy in my life. Um, I like, literally will have to put a dish towel over my shirt to eat an it's it because you get shards of chocolate flying mm-hmm. everywhere so graham, crazy and graham
0: cracker uh quick quick it's it aside i know we're, we're here tomorrow more in the chocolate taco but had the the privilege of uh attending a meeting at netflix at their headquarters um and like most tech companies it's Do like we have a, a bucket,
2: tv show yet i mean i feel like you're burying the lead here i i i, 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 I pitched <laughs> into them they're like
0: you got anything transphobic i'm like no 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 really. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice uh so we're there for the meeting or whatever and all the tech campuses have these like palatial like cafeteria situations because they want you to never leave work and so there was this cafeteria and they're like take whatever you want while you're here and they had this big cooler of it's it's with like every
2: flavor like It'd be so every... funny to be sitting in a business meeting just licking your fingers and, just like, simulating the it's top it's cookie <laughs> from the
0: whole thing and eating it <laughs> remember what we was talking about when i was just stuffing my pants with it's it's and uh and craft brews but um no no like and that's that (laughs) netflix uh but the choco taco was a staple of ice cream ice cream truck
2: culture and um it's weird it's like why do you have to discontinue it i know Right, and they, right they were pumping some bullshit about the global supply chain i'm like i'm pretty sure they still have waffle cones <laughs> right, you <can> totally. <laughs> <What>? exactly <laughs> where are they sourcing these from that they can't uh, make this totally. fucking um, this corn is, corn uh, local angle for our uh bay area viewers have you guys ever been to the artisanal choco taco ice cream shop by santa clara university it's called Rocco's Ice Cream Tacos, oh, you but did. you know they wanted to call it Rocco's Choco, Choco tacos. tacos. Of course, Oh, of course. oh, oh you um, did tell us about they that. They put the whole thing together and then they freeze it with liquid nitrogen. It is pretty crazy. And it's yeah. up to you. It's like if you don't like your Chipotle bowl, like you fucked up. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's it's a little insane. It's not something you can have all the time, or I can't okay. tell you. I think it's been there for like five years and I've been there once, but the once was memorable. Yeah. Is worth a try. The
1: same size?
2: it's a it's little a, bigger
1: okay, okay okay you know
2: how like a factory can fold a waffle cone hella thin but like a yeah. person could fold it like i'm doing a hand <laughs> motion that <laughs> viewers cannot see a little hands. more of a wider base it's like a u instead of a v yes. okay. yeah okay okay yes. okay so more stuff in there right so it's kind of like a cold stone stitch like you put stuff like you know like let me get some butterfinger chips let me get oh some my god i love graham cracker dust as an ice cream topping or a fro-yo Fro- topping very good brings yeah. a honey element to the table Ooh, um anyway nate, off so that then, dust yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nate over DJ there mugs uh electronic album dust <laughs> um so anyway worth a try if you guys are in, in around santa clara university maybe catching a basketball game uh some women's soccer things wildly
0: specific but yeah
2: uh <laughs> R, r.i.p the, the the choco taco I unless feel like... this is a it's now seeming more and more like a marketing scam like how they said they were going to kill mr peanut and he just became kept came back as like a baby or something.
0: Yeah, I exactly. Also Mr. Peanut, uh, vaguely racist.
2: I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't have hard evidence but just Monocle like equals monoculture.
1: <laughs> fuck your top hat.
2: Maybe it is the top hat.
0: Um gentrifier peanut. Um yeah, so, you know, we we hope that uh your other favorite ice cream snacks while we're here, fuck it. Um top 3, Choco Taco. Um, think about
1: that.
0: Uh, I was always here for a foot sickle. I was always here for for a sickle. It was one of the cheaper items. It was yeah, that's a, chocolate. that's a cheap
2: that's a cheap uh, ice cream man. Like it comes in that weird wax paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you can kind of eat out of. And yeah, then, you know uh, what I miss? Like hell is the Jello pudding pop, dude. I kn- I know it's not kosh to talk about the spokesperson <laughs> at this point, but like that was a very separate good the treat, art from dude. the artist when it got that little layer of iciness mm-hmm. around the edge around of the it, top. and you like break through that to get to the creaminess of the pudding the
4: pudding Um, (laughs) so fucking
2: good dude the swirl kind yes yes that's just hitting the interracial Um, one Um, other other dead ones or i don't know where you i would get it now the wwe bar with the cookie on top and the chocolate on bottom was a huge hit yeah oh yeah totally Um, ultimate warrior uh, speaking of gentrified ice cream things you know how they have creamsicles it's like orange with vanilla Mm -hmm. inside Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's we heard had a good like kind of like elevated one it's like a tangerine flavored outside and vanilla inside just bland just boring uh, not even terrible. as good as the original deal
0: terrible yeah. boo, boo. As, as long as drumsticks stay in the game um ice cream will live for if they ever start take, talking about discontinuing the drumsticks
1: it's going mean- to be was never into drumsticks, but they make mini drumsticks now. Okay. Have you guys seen those? I've yes. seen those. I've seen yes. those.
2: Those are way more. Those are what I slide out of the way to get to my drumsticks with the caramel <laughs> inside. Uh, Dave, are you pro or anti-chocolate plug in the bottom, which my wife insists was not there when we were kids, but is a prominent part of drumstick construction now?
1: Um, It was definitely there when we were kids.
2: And, I'm, quoting you. Um... I'm quoting you. I'm playing this back for her. Keep going.
1: <laughs> and... It definitely was, because I remember hating it as a kid, too. Okay. You're anti? Yeah, I'm anti. I don't want a big chunk of milk chocolate at the end of my shit, dude. (laughs)
2: There's just so much here. I can't even I'm going for a joke. Milk chocolate and the fucking peanuts that I'm still finding in the couch from last summer. Oh man.
0: Uh so Dave anti-plugs. Okay. Um. <laughs> that was the plug he
2: didn't want to meet.
0: God damn it. Uh that's why I love this podcast. Um, yeah, we, we we talk about ice cream, uh, we talk about rap music.
2: Before and- we transition, and maybe this helps the transition a little bit, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the artist. But do you remember that song "Ice Cream Paint Job" that was yeah. everywhere for like three months? Hell yeah! Who was that? Do you remember? Was no. D- the name the name starts with the D?
0: Uh, Tracks actually worked with him after that. That's how, that's why I remember. It's something with the D. Ice cream, paint, ice cream. Paint. Yeah, it's up.
2: Dor- Doro Music.
0: Doro Music. Yep. Man, that
2: was everywhere. That was like after Paul Wall, Camillionaire, Mike Jones. It was like yeah. the last big national Houston single. Yep. That Doro was related. everywhere for a while. I really liked that song. I thought that song was tight. Ooh, there's nice. a remix with E-40 and Slim Thug. Add to Playlist.
0: That that, that might be produced <laughs> by Tracks a Million. Oh, nice. Run that. Oh, that yeah, would make run a that. ton of sense.
2: Yeah, let's run tell. that. Let's... let's uh.
0: Let's figure that out. But uh, yeah, we, we, we talk about uh, ice cream, ice cream related rap songs and also rappers, um, elite rappers at that uh, got got something in the mail. You know what I love about this podcast is now I get shit in the mail like yeah. Uh, yeah. that I, I was not expecting. I was like, is this another fucking prospectus from my uh defunct IRA? But no,
2: no, it was <laughs> no, no, they you that like badass Don't look book. You like, do not want to look at yeah, that. Yeah, right I'm like, now. I have
0: seven dollars. Why are you sending me 300 pages of fucking legalese? They're like, um, you
2: used to have 830, now you have seven. Yeah, uh,
0: so bad. Um, yeah, but got a book in the mail, opened it up, and it was Mike and Nine's mug right there, uh, kind of nice. out of the blue. Nate, I know you you had some some forewarning on that and kind of uh, helped us get those copies. Thank you very much. Oh, but um, yeah, it's a it's a book um, for and about Micah Nine. Nate, break it down for the listeners. What is what is this thing that we have?
2: Yeah, this is a it's by Micah Nine, but it also seems to be about Micah Nine. It's it's mm-hmm. called My Kaleidoscope, and it is kind of a compendium of Micah Nine's lyrics and um, interviews with the man himself and many collaborators over the years. It was put out by um, Parker Pubs Press out of Austin. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's who got it in our hands and who has been sharing articles with us about Micah 9. It's really, really dope to see the collected works that have been edited by Micah himself. Like his verses are very hard to track Right. Yeah. Yep. like i consider right. myself to be pretty good at this and there were some some curveballs and surprises for me reading through these lyrics of things i thought i knew for years mm-hmm. and some stuff that like didn't really officially come out like um i think it's fair to say that micah's recorded music doesn't track with his skill level or his place That's in the culture. well said well said and okay. so it's really nice to have this all in one place there's some really entertaining um interviews in there and some great context on his career and uh not for nothing. We're indexed. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Our interview with Mike and I from early in the show's history and um some stuff from Dave and I's liner notes for the Freestyle Fellowship, uh to Whom It May Concern uh project ended up in there. So that's kind of cool. That's a first for me. Um, but let's keep the focus on the genius rapper. Um, just just really cool. And one of the things that it kind of helped people understand is how many unique words Micah uses yeah. in his raps and when we posted this article we got some definite pushback on like whether the scientific methodology was correct and i would just like to state for the record that i sincerely do not give a fuck about any of that totally Um, totally it's we're we're not like splitting the atom here we're running but (laughs) in the flames so it's just not necessary to get that that deep on it but mike and nine's a hell of a rapper he deserves to be treated like a prestige product like this book does and it's, it's just cool to have it's just r- really looks good on the bookshelf and um I'm happy that you know more people will stumble across this and go and seek out his works
0: absolutely uh I share your your sense of revelation at what he's actually saying I consider myself to be among humans very high up on being able to track lyrics and what people are saying and um there's just verses of Mike and nine that have are absolute mysteries 30 years later. Even when we were at uh, the Freestyle Fellowship To Whom It May Concern release party, when I was having like um, emotional silent moments with Gel Rock, looking <laughs> and reciting <laughs> verses to each other, like, you know this too, but when Mike and I's parts comes up, you're like, and so this book really demystifies, I guess, a lot of the stuff that he's saying, and also, could be an entry point to some other stuff that I wasn't familiar with. So uh, some of the lyrics that are transcribed here are just songs I don't know about. And I'm looking at the lyrics and going, okay, I might, you know, might be a cool entry point to uh, to to learn more about Mike and I. But uh, Dave, you, you lined up our Mike and I interview. Um, back when not that many people would talk to us. So uh, shout out Great. to Dave and shout out to Mike Nine Uh the for, God. Yeah, The Booking God for making it happen. Um, had you talked to him before?
1: Um, I don't believe so. Or I might have like right around that time. I've spoken to him probably like a handful of times. I've spoken to him for, also for uh, Passion of the Weiss as well, which was mm-hmm. also, you know, um, lovingly cited in this, which I was really glad to nice. see um but yeah to, i mean just to both of your guys's point i mean i'm just glad mike is getting his shine you know yeah. i mean we yeah. can all tell that he's a virtuoso but like to read about his influences on a whole generation later is like so well deserved you know um yeah. and as you know like nate and i wrote the liner notes to uh, to him and make concern and even then we were doing when we were doing the uh, background um conducting the interviews for the background you could tell that Um, microphone mic was blowing minds back then you know what I mean yeah so I love how the book opens up with a couple pages with with all these accolades for for Mike for Micah and um, it's kind of like they
2: blurbed his career
1: totally but I but I liked you know it's you know, it's cool to see Dell talk about it, even though that wasn't like the greatest Dell quote. He was just like, yeah, he dope, you know? <laughs> uh, Dell. <but> <laughs> exactly. But it's cool to see, um, you know, Chance the Rapper and Boots Riley talk about Free cell fellowships uh, influence yeah. on their own work. So that was really cool. And, um, you know, to, to your guys' point about, like, his lyrics and stuff, like, Mike always had clear diction, which, yeah. you know, at the very least gave, gave you a little bit of context, despite yeah. the fact that he was rapping at warp speed. You know what yep. I mean, but to but to read it laid out, you know, he's he's referencing uh, Mary Wells and Alex Haley, which oh, just yeah. just breathes a whole new light to uh, sort of his creativity and what he was doing. Um, I thought it was outstanding. Um, I also just really like how the book was um organized. Um, mm. I'm a suck I'm a sucker for all the uh, ephemera and old pictures and stuff. So yeah. there's a whole middle part where you know there's pictures of like twenty dudes shoved into a recording booth. You know, like I always <laughs> love stuff like that. And um, the other thing is I love how, um, I, re- I really didn't dive into the biographical part that much, but I- I'm always a fan of long form oral histories. You know, mm-hmm. if you read my work, I'm really into that. And um, so it's really cool to see, you know, parts where Micah is talking about like his dad and the influence of his family. And it's not unlike how Mad Lib talked about his father uh, being a jazz musician, you know, like mm-hmm. no one, um, Madlib and Micah, I mean, you know, obviously they're hip hop dudes, but you can see the influence of jazz in, in their music. So it's really cool just to see those connections being made and, and just the way the book ends, you know, I love all the citations and I love seeing us cited in it. You know what I mean? Um, I just, uh, We're excited. excited. Ah! <laughs> ah! Yours was better. <laughs> So, yeah, man, overall, um, highly, highly recommended. I think it's just a great addition to this uh, body of knowledge, If especially if anybody wants to know about the importance of Mike and I. I mean, this yeah, is everyone's uh, point, right?
2: Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to pitch a, a concept here. And maybe this is a model for those rappers like Makami, old Droog. I can think of a few others that don't want their stuff on Genius.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's like
2: don't don't let some white boy ass corporate website be the repository for your lyrics publish your own you know what i mean exactly 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 yeah uh, you have agency
1: it's you have agency
2: you own this amazing work that means so much to these people only you can say if it's right or not and like exactly i think that would be so dope if in 10 years we're holding the Makami version of this. You know what I mean? Million, percent, oh, million percent. Interesting, or, interesting. If we,
1: or if we wrote the Makami version of exactly. it. Exactly. So get in <laughs> touch.
2: We're easily findable. Mark, um, way, um, it has to live online as well so you can uh, translate the Creole parts. But we'll work on that. <laughs> we'll do a big accompanying website like Dan Charnas did for Dilla Time. And uh, that can all be a- auxiliary material. But yeah, um, you know, as, as people who may someday write a book, it was, it was really cool to get this and it felt accessible and kind of doable. And like, yeah. I'm sure a just unfathomable amount of work went into it by many different people. And yeah. we want to thank um, Parker yeah. Press Pubs for sharing it with us. Um, and Mike and I for the decades of incendiary lyricism and, and also like his elusiveness, right? Like we've talked right. about so much, I think of the, the past year, maybe two about Mystique. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Micah Nine is both everywhere and nowhere. Right. Like, yeah. um, like at, at the Freestyle right. Fellowship listening party thing, we thought he might show up, but it turned out he was in Belgium. Totally. Like, nothing could be more <laughs> how I think of what Micah Nine's life is. Totally. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Totally. And then he posted about the show the next day.
2: Exactly. After, after exactly. It was over. Yes. exactly. We're driving home. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's posting about the show. And, uh, like, uh, you know, I have. Many many friends from LA, especially when I was in college, and they would be like, "Oh yeah, Mike and Nine, I see him at Whole Foods all the time. He buys right. X Y and Z water and like kombucha yeah. or whatever." And I'm like, yeah. "You fucking talk to Mike and Nine like I would never shut up about that if that happened to me." You know what I mean? And yes. I, mean, I guess I I have too, and now I don't, but you know what I mean. I was yeah, in college yeah. back then; I was excitable, and rappers seemed more far away.
1: Totally, um, totally. It's it's like Bay Area cats are like I saw Dell at the Bart. You know what totally. I mean? It's like here's yeah. a legend. You know.
0: Yep. Just um, just I'm hanging saying. out. Yeah. Just, just around. I think uh, one of my favorite bits from the book and about his career is he had really kind words for uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, which has been a, an ongoing controversy for many years. The idea that Bone Thugs and Harmony cribbed their whole shit off of Freestyle Fellowship, and so there's a great passage in there where he's like, "Man, that's not the way I see it. They were always cool. Um, I met them through Easy." So for a person like me who holds onto weird, stupid grudges like that,
2: uh, it was (laughs) great to see. If you care more about it than the people involved, it's probably not really a thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's like
0: kind of time to let that go. But I think it's indicative, and if you follow Mike on um, social media, um, he he, is all about love. He's a very open, loving character. He has the right, if he wanted to, to be kind of bitter about this shit, given... How good he is and, and how lucrative rap is and opportunities and blah blah blah. But you don't really get any of that from him as an online persona. And it's not really in this book either. It's not as if the book is pitched as like, and I deserve my flowers, goddamn it. It's totally. like it's like, okay, here's here's some great uh documentation about really one of the best dudes to ever like rap. And I mean to ever do I, it. I mean in that in a pure kind of skill level. Like I know we get caught up in like who sold the most records, who had the best right. producers, blah, 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 blah. If we were lining up people, it's like a foot race. If we were lining up people to just rap uh, into the air it, to see who the best was, um, Mike mm-hmm. and I would be amongst the best. And so um, great to see other rappers
2: uh, championing him. And is is the book out? Is it in Yeah, the, the book's out. The book okay. is now out. And um, Parker Pubs Press also put out a couple of Medium articles. We have posted them on yep. our social media stuff. We're, you know, we're not involved in this. We're just fans. We're just helping try to spread the word about the book and the kind of press campaign about the book. I just opened to a random page while I was, you know, being a bad co-host and waiting for my turn to talk. And it was about his lost capital album. And I'm like, <sighs> that could have changed world history. You know, we talk, oh, really? like we, we, you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, we're really, really into AC alone and freestyle yep. fellowship. And don't yep. think that stuff gets talked about enough. So we talk about it using the platform that we have. And, all balls don't bounce is AC Alone's Capital album. Imagine if that had been followed by a, a well-rolled out, serious, yeah. professional, major mm-hmm. label rap mm-hmm. album showcasing that jazz rap style that he was doing at that time. It's just it's it's really weird to think of. But nevertheless, both of the early masterpieces of Freestyle Fellowship were reissued last year under separate yep. campaigns. Now there's this book. It's very cool to see the flowers being given in yeah. just like. It just seems long overdue. And uh, apparently if you just are dope enough for long enough, people will find you again, huh? <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully, yeah. I think a uh, uh,
0: shout out to, to Parker Press for putting that together. Because um, if not, then if we don't tell our story, then, then who is? You know what I mean? So um, I'm glad that when the Earth is in rubble um, in the next 100 years, they can like sift through it and then pick up the Micah 9 book, The Aliens, and know who the rap god was um okay so we were uh also fortunate this week to talk to another rapper and a dope producer um a rapper who's been on the show a number of times actually i think um
2: I think twice prior to this right prior to this 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 marks around three and which, I believe Smalls was only on once, but his music has probably been on the show more than anyone's. Yeah,
0: I feel like he he hovers uh, around a
2: lot of the things we
0: do um, and also um, curses us under his breath for, um, for our takes on Iron Man.
3: So, <laughs> didn't
0: come up in this interview, thankfully. But uh, so, yeah, Vic has been on the program twice before this was his third visit, which... That's the high water mark, right? I think we've had a Lucid on three times. Uh, has anybody else been on three times?
2: Zilla Rocca hmm. has been on three times. Okay. Um a couple people have been on three times I think. Okay. Um But Woods has been on three times. Okay. Um Yeah, I th- I think that's that's the that's the club right there. Um, yeah.
0: Um, and we're we're fortunate to uh, be able to have them come back, and also have Small Pro on to talk about their new record, Mudslide, which just came out. Um, it's it's got you know a dope concept, it's got dope artwork, and we had a good time talking to Vic who may or may not have been under the influence of things it's not as
2: good of a time as he was having <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly he's having a much better time than us and also kind of to juxtapose that with small Pro, who seemed like we couldn't see him but he seemed like he was in a study yeah um surrounded by books and records and, yes uh, perhaps a
2: snifter of some kind yeah yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah. it's a great it was a great dichotomy. jacket <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't turn the camera on. Leave it up to our very vivid imaginations. Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: we're uh we're happy to present this interview with Vic Spencer and small Professor Deadbutt Rap. A second, man. Check. It was a snowstorm. A kid named Dad bought a rap pod. Every week we talk to people who are moving in shape and hip hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom, we have Vic Spencer and Small Professor. What's happening, fellas?
3: Yo, yo. 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 Hey, what it um, do? What it do? Exact same greeting. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was waiting <laughs> to
0: see where that landed by just throwing <laughs> it to two people and being like, talk at the same time, because Zoom is great for that. Um, <laughs> Appreciate y'all, y'all being on. I guess I'll try to direct questions to folks so um, we we know how to kind of distribute the ball here. Uh, start with you, Vic. Um, this project is a collaborative effort with yourself and Small Professor called Mudslide. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the origin story of Mudslide. Like when y'all decide to start doing it, and what was that process like?
4: Man, man, it was it was simple, man. It was about I say about like close to three years ago, you know what I'm saying. Small Pro, where I, I got approached, I already knew who Small Pro was, you know what I'm saying. Real, real dapper, damn producer, real clean cut. So I just waited for the proper time, and I also knew about him through some of the records that he was working on with Sean Price. That was around the time that he passed. He was working on those joints, so I was I heard a few of those joints, and then yeah, it just took off from there a few years ago. We just kind of like compiled all of the beats, got it busting. And then once the folder was full, I said, yo, Small, I'm about to go, I'm about to black out. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think uh Small Pro knew that I was gonna complete the album as fast as I did. You know what I'm saying? But I was focused on it. It was the uh it was one of those type of things where you if once your album is your album, you know what it's gonna sound like. You kinda go in and go for the kill. So I set that up. Just like how it's at any of our other albums out. It's like sneaker collabs, you know what I'm saying? You see the sneaker, you actually see the brand that's collabing with the sneaker inside the shoe. So it's just like it's 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 exactly like that. You know what I'm saying? I took small pro production and treated it like it's a supreme Vic Spencer solo record. So, you know what I'm saying? And then like Diamond Cold Mine Records, shouts to him. We he kind of like came up with the whole mud slide and the theme behind it. It was just like it all came together like fit like a glove type situation because you know what I'm saying we all was just dabbing. Like once I was done, then small pro doing the post production, shit was sounding marvelous. You know what I'm saying? And then uh Matt Diamond came in, did the damn thing with, with with all of the like the small detail fine print shit. And it was a wrap. I swear it just was like it was it was like magic. You know what I'm saying? Uh three guys knowing uh what, how are we going to attack things? And, you know, just got to focus on making the greatest music possible. And once you uh, be around people like that, it fairly speaks for itself. It's just, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just really how it went down for real though. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, it's a dope record. The art is dope. The beats are dope. The rhymes are dope. Yeah. Uh, Vic, you seem to have added a new ad lib uh, to the, to the mix, the bay. Uh, you threw in the bay <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, on that one, I, I, I was like really noticing that today. That was awesome. Um, Smalls, can you talk to us a little bit about um, what you, like what Vic asked for or what you brought to the table production-wise? Like, did you did you focus on certain drums, uh, samples from certain eras? Was there anything that you kind of clued into to try to make this collaboration special?
3: Um, on my end, not in particular. Uh, Vic did ask, I said this earlier, but Vic did ask me for older beats first just to see what I had in the stash. I I didn't really have anything, you know, too old because of my two hard drive crashes. But um, basically what I do with every project, and this goes for every rapper I work with, I go back in their discography and I do something called, uh, I'm, I coined this the other day tempo uh just tempo like matching really Mm -hmm. um but i'm basically where their sweet spot is yeah exactly so i'm basically seeing what what speeds they already like so the tempos to me are the the most important thing you can fill in you know that tempo with any atmosphere that you want right so if I have the tempo I'm like all right well he likes 80 bpms you know I can give him you know soul samples I can give him grimy sound stuff I can do some 80 stuff but I you know I just for me it's more comfortable to start out knowing uh what speed I'm going to start out with um so you know I start I did that and already knowing that I could hear him on basically like the same you know, similar stuff that I did on 86 Witness. Um, mm. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of his album, his uh, psycholog- psychological uh, cheat sheet projects. So, you know, every every Vic album I knew, I, you know, got little ideas from. And again, um, you know, I've been talking about his uh 25 favorite Vic Spencer beats playlist <laughs> that um, he posted in uh, 2020. I think fake shore drive uh put that out there. Um, but Vic basically posted a a just a list of joints that he was fond of. And this was before we even had started, you know, working on music. But I, you know, I was so interested in this list. I went ahead and you know put it together on YouTube so I could just vibe out to it, you know what I mean? So that also inspired uh, some of this project. Um, and also um, when Matt Diamond initially was connecting us, Vic uh, was like, oh yeah, I love Small Pro. Like I love, you know, this beat from his first album. And I was like, what? Like the beat he picked, like nobody talks about this beat uh, or this song, <laughs> I should say. It was uh, Play It was play By Ear with uh, me and, uh, the rapper a random mm. it's a story it's a storytelling joint which with the beat b switch um which obviously you know we uh recreated on uh mudslide so it's
2: definitely one of the standout tracks uh, uh, i see okay uh, disobey yeah. your thirst yeah. yeah wow
4: yeah that's, that's a, a hot one story right there yeah. Box office smash right there <laughs> It's a thriller. <laughs> for real.
0: <laughs> but but I, I like I like that joint Vic because it, it's talking about the protagonist in a way that we don't usually hear in rap songs. And it's like these these little like backstories and things. Um you release so much work, you've done multiple albums every year for the past several years. How do you how do you stay motivated? It's sharp. Like, how do how do you keep yourself writing at a at a level where you're you're ready just to churn out album
4: after album? Uh, I think about how Nike and how all these brands run their business. It's like they know what's dropping in 2025. I want to let people know I know what's dropping in 2025 as well. I think like that. I try to make sure I'm ahead of the game. I'm working in like two different years right now. That's how. That's how I feel. Like I feel like once you have like the ambition to will to win and want to be able to just record, just like whenever you feel like you. Know, I feel like right now I should not be recording. You know what I'm saying? Because I got so many albums in the tuck, like with so many great people. So it's it the the best is yet to come. Because I feel still feel like I'm evolving and all that. I still feel good at 40 years old as an MC. I still feel like. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm one step beyond bond because, you know, making records with people like it's pro, you know what I'm saying? It's like, when you, when you work, when you work with certain artists or producers, it gives you that boost that it's like, ah, yeah, man, I know I can be unstoppable anyway. You know, you already had this, like, don't you know, like this, this, uh this real confidence nature that you have within yourself. And then out of nowhere, you know, you just want to distill that because you really out here really putting in the work. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's what the music, my music, that's why I keep going at it. I keep attacking it because I feel like I'm still enabling myself to heal. And then also the music touch a lot of people. It's like, it's, uh, I feel like at, at one point in my career, you know, it's like, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Now, it's just like back in my old ways, like I record on tapes and just record like I wasn't even getting no looks or getting anything. I just did it because I really, really loved it. And I feel like that's still in me till this day. I still feel like I really, really love what I do, what I come up with and all of those things. So those those definitely, that that trait plays a, a pertinent role mm. in why I still do it and how I create music, for real. That's
2: dope, man. i love to hear that. Um, Smalls, when I was listening through the album, I was really taken by the cherry red elephant beat. Is there anything you can tell us about that one in particular?
3: Absolutely. So, um, you know, part of my Chicago, like when I think of Chicago, um, I think about the artists from chicago i I've listened to and it it was inspired by. um you know, I think about you know Kanye, uh, early Kanye, um, you know, uh, as far as like the soul samples go, sure. um, so that popped that popped up a couple times on this record, but that beat was um, it kind of made me feel like uh cream by Wu Tang. I can hear like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the original name of that that beat was a uh, cherry red elephant. Something. It was an A. Amusement market. Yeah. Something. <laughs> like it was gonna spell out cream. Right? It was it was gonna spell out cream. So okay. <laughs> when Vic when Vic got it, he flipped. You know, he he took words out. But that's the you know that's where that that beat comes from. Like. Just that soul, you know, like pure soul. But just the, you know, the way I do it is um, layers with everything. Like there's two samples on every beat, pretty much at, at least. Um, but I do, you know, I have a very specific way I like to layer things and um, tune things. So um, that and that comes from like RZA, um, basically finding. Uh, odd chords when you uh put certain samples together so that that was that how that beat came together i love that beat too that might that's actually my favorite beat on this project so props yeah. to you for for giving that a shout props that's to me also that's good. what we should be talking about
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys ever spend time together or was this like email text like the modern way of making uh a
3: record yeah it was the modern way okay. i'm gonna get out to chicago eventually nice uh hopefully late sometime this year because um vic told me he's gonna take me to where he was talking about um on this disobey your thirst <laughs> yep sure i gotta is. actually see where you know the the places he was describing uh, yep. I, I see a Disobey Your Thirst
0: tour. Let's get the bus. Yeah. Let's charge out of town normies 25 ahead.
4: <laughs> let's take uh, the... I like the ideas <laughs> that everybody has. Disobey Your Thirst, thirst
3: tour. <laughs> so at the end, do you get murked?
0: Um, we could simulate it because we, we need the return business. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here to uh, to workshop that with y'all. Um, <laughs> Mudslide, Muts, like a lot of, of expensive releases have a lot of detailed information on how cats are fucking up in the game. Vic always puts you up on, here's how y'all are fucking up in the game. I want to pose this question to both of y'all. We'll start with Vic and then small pro. Um, Vic, what is the most annoying rapper trend right now? Small pro, what is the most annoying producer trend?
4: Man, I say, man, uh, people trolling on on Twitter, the trolls. Mm i hate them man you know what i'm saying because i'll be feeling like like it's like everybody got rules now you like me if a person talking trash you want to outbeat them even though you know you can you want to outbeat them. you want to outshine them but now you just got to be this big person because everybody got to be sensitive and all that so now it's annoying i really hate it and i also hate when uh rappers have this competitive nature and don't have the work ethic to go about it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the best. And, ooh, this and, that, and they ain't put out a record this year. So you can't say that you're the best and you ain't put down no pen, no pad, no nothing. And you know what I'm saying? You ain't put, you ain't delivering what the culture needs. You know what I'm saying? If you're saying you're the best, then you're supposed to be with the best, blending in with the best, and so forth and so on. You know what I'm saying? Looking the best and smelling the best and so forth and so on. So small...
3: Um, I don't have anything to add here. Producers can do no wrong.
0: Oh man, the producer solidarity <laughs> is is strong there. I, I like
2: You're, that. Not gonna what about people that it.
4: ask you what you sampled? Then how about that? There you go. Well, they don't count. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they don't. That's
4: they funny. Don't, that's don't that's don't crazy. I'll i be doing samples. Samples that anybody use all these BK lows? they hit my soul so, bit off, yeah. did they ask you? no nobody asked me you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. I've seen somebody ask me about a specific record before like this crazy mm-hmm. like man I don't, hey, I don't know bro I don't even want to say mm-hmm. I don't know because I feel like eventually I should know what the hell I'm rapping over but right. I'm so in tune with why it sounds how it sounds to me I don't care it feels so good. I whatever it is, man. It's whatever it is. I went crazy on it. That's what I'm
3: thinking. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. that's not a that's not a I'm not gonna diss my fellow producers for that. That's uh that's people that that don't that
4: probably don't do beats and they don't know proper uh Yeah, beat. that's what I mean though. Really Atticate. though, small. That's what I really mean. Like people that's not like I see if it's like your homie, that's one thing, but it's like yeah. Just people out of nowhere just asking you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's just the etiquette uh, yeah, issue,
3: don't right? Be, don't
0: be asking no questions. Don't be snitching on no samples. That's a, a strong thing, Kira, on this uh, on on this here podcast. What, Vic? Vic what are you drinking?
4: What is? Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, let me get the camera close, man. Yeah, I'm out what here is drinking now? on the Lakata wines, uh wine, sparkling wow. red wine. This is so good, it got velvet on it. What is the velvet? <laughs> it had a velvet it. You know what I'm saying? It was it was, it, was, it was, it was, hey, we devoured it almost halfway gone. I'm over here chilling with my dog, uh, DJ Flash, uh, little brother uh, DJ, so you know what I'm saying? We over here was just, you know, congregating with the Raekwon wine. It's kind of like a social thing. You know what I'm there saying? There we go. There we go. Yeah, you know, keep it, keep it, keep it, but it's good though. The bottle looks good, but the wine tastes even better. Like that's okay. Like, okay. We those, uh
0: like as Bay Area Heads, we um we have to dabble in E40's whatever his alcohol um, incarnations are, but have not had the rayquan wine, definitely have to check that out um That's mudslide are you guys are you is this going on the road y'all y'all headed out y'all touring this at all
4: come on man y'all know i'm with it come on <laughs> come on you know I, i'm with it I,
3: I will not be going on tour but i will <laughs> definitely i'm definitely down to like do a show in chicago yeah. um okay. that shit sounds amazing i love chicago by the way Yeah. any yeah. any excuse to visit chicago there mm-hmm. is then <laughs> uh, i'm i'm in there that'd <laughs> be,
4: be a chicago based show you know what i'm saying and just the whole show is mudslide you know what i'm saying hey that, that would be ill man uh you guys made a great record it's out right now
0: Vic spencer small professor mudslide we just want to thank y'all for taking some time and coming on the program Man, dope. that's
4: it. Ah, <laughs> I uh,
3: it was, you it was, was so late. They interviewed five. for
4: an hour and a half
3: before you got here.
4: All right, that's what I'm saying. Hey, man. <laughs> I feel like today has been like one of those days where I've been like late for everything today, and then at the end, it's like ta-da, that's it. It's all over. Been being on for like five. Feel like I've been on for five minutes, man. <laughs> uh, well, hey. we'll have to have you back, Vic. Yeah, I think this but, is your third
2: appearance. You know, we appreciate you. Uh, we feel the music, so thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, I need Nate right.
0: and Vic on a on a shoe only, a sneakers only <laughs> podcast. I don't know what y'all be saying, but the way y'all the <laughs> chemistry there, I really enjoy
4: it. You know what I'm saying. On the wave, man. He ain't even afraid, man. <laughs> Ooh. Had to push on because they was laughing at me. Nah. Had to stand strong when they attacked me. Ugh. I never got into arguments with none of my family. Nah. I never been loved because nobody can handle me. Nah. I never been hugged instead, they want to scramble me. Shit. I never been in touch, everybody been scanning me insanity how the money look annually i feel like nobody on this planet but me right. i'm not that little nigga that was rich as fuck as a kid i'm not that guy that's gonna sit on my ass till the end no matter when i
0: start i'm gonna have me some. all right that was our conversation with Vic spencer and small professor uh dave have you ever drank raekwon's wine
1: I don't even, is that a
2: euphemism? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: from the wine of
2: Raekwon.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Vic Spencer had his, had his
2: wine. Like, like, you know, how E40 has wine yeah, and soup yeah. has wine. Raekwon has wine. He showed us is the bottle. He? It was an you interesting know? bottle shape. Like I was like, I don't think this has made its way out to the East coast yet or West coast. I should say. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen the- it in the store.
1: It's legit I know that um, Raekwon has an ice cream you know for that um, makes sense. very well that makes sense but I did not call know that he had a wine uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he uh, Vic was having a good time he had he had his his bottle of wine uh, and just talking about mudslide which um, which is a dope project um, what I what I really like we didn't get to talk about it during the interview but mudslide has a reprise which I think there's not enough of those on on rap records these days. So the, the oh gosh, I need to look at what the, the song is called. But um, the the song, the first song that has Flea Lord on it, um, there's a reprise of it at the end with kind of like a, a slightly different beat, but the same lyrics and it just, it totally works. It's like, it's crazy because you would think that a rap song wouldn't work that way, but I think it's a testament to like small pro um, and the way that he sets up beats and like really keeps things interesting. So um, that was one highlight from Mudslide. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty pretty solid project, would you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really
2: like a couple of the songs. We we talked about them a little bit. The Disobey Your Thirst story is great. Um, the Cherry Red Elephant beat super dope, and just just a, a cool project. One thing I love about Vic is. His voice is his voice. He does not do rapper voice. He was just blessed (laughs) with this like crazy booming instrument. And the way he says stuff is so interesting. Like he's just fun to talk to because he has a way with words and he's so specific, especially about, criticism like he's like so like <laughs> good at breaking think like down why things are stupid or unnecessary in his yeah. rapping and in his talking and like you see how he like, set him up you see how for me that was my favorite part it was just like i feel like he could do this for hours like he could just be like yeah. this shoe sucks this sports team sucks this fucking yeah. jeans sucks this city sucks you know what i mean he was just like very incisive <laughs> creative kind of like just takedowns of things was, was really really just fun to listen to which me, which but. is is in
0: the I know this is one of his his idols is in the the spirit and style of Sean P. Yep. Right? Like mm, right, you bums right. don't you know what I mean? He's one of those right. that's kind of constantly roasting his his uh, competitors and such. So that was that was great to hear. And I feel like his voice is is so good. I think in the Chicago accent video game, like he is the last level <laughs> <laughs> like his everything is is the draw like everything i think of in the like prototypical chicago accent and i know somebody's going to come for me and be like that's not the real accent but um to me the way he talks is the way i think of of how a, 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 a chicagoan uh talks and so it was it was great to like talk talk to him hear the record
1: dave had you heard mudslide I did. I just gave it one listen. I'm I don't I'm not familiar with the uh, track titles, but um I do like the track with Flea Lord. Um at, to be honest, I'm not the biggest flea Lord fan, but um I liked how he came off on that.
0: But yeah, um, pitfall and, music
1: is the name of the track. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But what's what, st- what stood out to me was basically just small pro again, just such a consistent producer. I feel like I literally like almost everything he makes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If in, it, at worst I'm lukewarm on it. You know what, right. what I mean? And um, I spoke to him once before for a record rundown for Poetics, which I think we're going to be posting on the Patreon uh, pretty soon. Nice. Um, just a fucking wonderful, knowledgeable cat. And, and to see him sort of rise through the ranks th- through the last few years, has been fucking wonderful. And um, I actually have a bit of a rapport with the dude. We, we talk a little bit through um, um, messaging and whatnot. And he has a lot, a lot of cool stuff coming up. And it's beyond well-deserved
2: yeah totally we uh for those of you listening on the standard feed wherever you get your podcast we have a special bonus segment with small pro on our our dad bod rap pod patreon uh, just covering the six projects he's released so far this year i'll remind you it is the seventh (laughs) month of the year so he's basically dropping a full album or making serious contributions to a group album once a month uh which is insane um and he's just he's just so productive and his beats are so good and um for those of you who haven't heard it he has a project called the next temporal pincer movement which is inspired by the filmmaking techniques of the movie Tenet yep. and it's insane and you should listen to it and you should buy it on his Bandcamp and you should listen yep. to him and talk about it on our Patreon because all of us need money so just do that <laughs> stuff
0: uh yeah very he he gave us a very insightful breakdown of of that Uh, project and just kind of his his whole ethos so it's great to have a little time to talk with him to be able to talk with him and Vic they have an interesting little rapport kind of odd couple-ish which uh (laughs) which I dug yeah 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 um so so Vic
2: Spencer's many things but he's not a nerd he's really not yeah and and small pro is is of our ilk yeah he's Uh, like yeah uh, he has an academic kind of uh way of speaking about hip-hop that resonates with us but yeah um, knowledgeable cat for sure cool record glad to talk to them i i think i mentioned it off air to smalls but just so everyone knows like Vic spencer plays a weirdly prominent role in dad bod rap pod history because Mm. his album spencer for hire two with Sonny jim was one of the first new rap records i heard when we were starting the podcast and i was like we should talk about new music yeah, yeah i remember like, that pretty, i remember much that and only i'm talking hard, about yeah. classic stuff that we were all into and then that just took us in a whole different direction i still really love that record there's a song on there with Quelle chris that's like incredible and uh Kwele chris uh, i'm sure i've said this multiple times in the show he has a line where he's like talking about uh, back when pearl jam was called mookie blaylock you guys know that? That was their original. Not- mm-hmm. That was their original name. Is that right? Settled on Pearl Jam as a name. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, that's such well, an ill like- line. Like, well, please. there are rappers that know about that. You know what I mean? yeah like, it was just so tight. there's a rapper
0: in his name is Chris. <laughs>
2: Uh
0: he, he's he is good for the pop culture ephemera. Uh Cole Chris, who recently um did a show um in Oakland. So I'm glad he he breezed through the Bay Area, but there was another act that came through um last saturday i'm kind of bummed i couldn't go but dave you were there when devin the dude touched down at san jose how was the show bro
1: yes yes it was fucking awesome it was literally exactly what you would expect from like a veteran rapper with so much personality you know what i mean yeah. um the only disappointing thing was once again san jose it wasn't the most packed house that you one yeah. would expect um yeah. i had i had low low realistic expectations for that already but it wasn't well attended but which sort of added to the overall um vibe of the night because afterwards he was he was just down um off stage taking pictures with people Mm. um there are a couple people there like in wheelchairs and stuff that he was just very gracious with and um and you know by the way just hearing doobie ashtray live is was incredible um his voice is super intact and it just cut through all the um you know the fog machines and all that bullshit like it's just, <laughs> he, he sounded great he was incredible he was hilarious and um just so much like natural swag dude it was great it's what That's you would so expect tight.
2: and and you you and michael and alan played records in between bands right
1: we did we did we uh we started the night off by djing a little bit and then we played in between bands and we just well, what did brought- you
2: play like what kind of stuff did you play did you play like classic hip-hop
1: just classic hip hop, dude. Okay. Pretty much what you would expect, you know?
2: Um, yeah. Ramones, was- Gay <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> of course, Andy. Uh- <laughs> Moon River. Chrissy k yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but it was super fun, you know? It was like, I mean, for those who aren't familiar with The Ritz, I mean, it's more of like a punk rock club, you know? Yeah. It's just, so yeah. To have a rap show there and to be able to bring our rap records and Open up for Devin the Dude was fantastic. So it was really and fun, that, dude. That, that space has
0: such a wild and rich history. I, I remember seeing uh, Digital Underground uh, at the, it wasn't the Ritz then, but somewhere right. like circa, circa 2000 and Shock G came out with the keytar. Um, wow. And oh, <laughs> it was just, no. we're just tearing shit up. So I definitely seen some, some cool shows at the Ritz. Shout out to the Ritz. Um, shout out to y'all. Uh, we, we have to show up, San Jose for
2: for our own shit otherwise i couldn't go i was in the bathroom (laughs) 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 boo-booing welcome love devin the dude man i just can't go out that late it's even on a weekend i just couldn't fathom it i was like he's not even gonna go on till after 10 right
1: Yeah, you went on like 11:30, dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't have. You can't do an 11:30, Nate. If I went to dap you guys up, I would have been home. Afternoon nap. You
1: can't. You
0: can't. (laughs) You can't rally
2: for an 11:30. I hear you on the 1 a.m. A-Track
0: came to town. uh, Set time
2: was 1 a.m. And set
0: time was 1 a.m. Because I had like loose thoughts of going, and I was just like, oh,
2: mm, 1 a.m.
0: That's. I mean, the club's closed at 1:30. Like, there's no. Yeah. 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 Totally. but I I, how much
2: they paid for that
0: thirty-five minutes? Man, uh, they paid something. But I heard it was a it was a dope party. Shout out to uh, our boy DJ Cutso, who was on the build that night. But uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of shows, uh, your boy is performing at San Jose Jazz Fest on August fourteenth with my group Right Starter. Um, do you guys do a thing that. where you are like let's get right started? Oh. <laughs> I can promise you we don't do that um but we do <laughs> but we do have a uh, we do have a warm-up to to get people into the show um it's myself wrapping uh, with the uh, PC Munoz doing percussion and we have uh Brian Dyer uh, also with us who does like beatbox he literally studies with Bobby McFerrin he does like wow. weird weird shit with his body wow. like uh, uh,
2: classical beatboxing <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like in the,
0: in the real kind of. uh
2: Yeah. It, police. Not to do a callback, but like it's so interesting in the Micah Nine book and hearing and talking about people of Micah Nine, he studies those vocalese performers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is like really into that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not, it, it, it makes total sense academically as a reference point for rap, but then there are very, very few rappers who actually use that, Uh, kind of, like, vocal Mm -hmm. um, set of skills and terminology and, like, um approach is i guess the word I yeah think. it's
0: it's like micah nine and dougie fresh are the only <laughs> are the only two people
2: and, and just to give them. a shout out to a contemporary and someone who's directly from the lineage of micah nine rap Ferreira. like it's, when he covered yeah, books, oh yes yes uh, um creator has create, a master, master plan he yeah. did like the crazy glottal like throat yeah. singing thing hella good i was like yeah. oh man that's so hard to do and not sound like fucking oh. weird and he pulled it off so yeah yeah uh, yeah. algero it's just like people you don't think they're people who aren't cool you know what i mean right. lambert hendrix and ross it's like that's that's not what we think of as cool but they're great they have great technique and they brought something new to jazz singing that has now filtered down into hip-hop culture in this very beautiful way i think
0: absolutely so you you're getting you're getting some uh, brian dyer is definitely of that tradition and so we, we we've got a set that we put together it's about 40 minutes of music we got some opening uh spoken word poets that are gonna Drop stuff and and it's angry. That's what I like about it. It's called Black Pacific. It deals with colonialism and the Black experience on the West Coast. Um, and it's it's angry music for an angry time.
2: So I'm I'm curious to see how Jazz Fest audiences respond. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so yeah. cool,
0: man. Yeah, uh, so excited just, about just that. just in
2: description. It's reminding me of when uh more mother played that uh summer stage Central Park <laughs> festival during the pandemic with elucid and gang and a fat boy sharif at everybody and she like came out and yelled at everybody for 15 minutes and then went back in. And
0: then left. Like, you white dudes in the park. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm I'm excited about it, a little bit nervous, but um definitely uh grateful to be rocking at San Jose Jazz Fest as I like log San Jose in. Um, but you know, we, we 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 have it all here for you: live events, performances, oh, and the podcast that we do every <laughs> on Thursdays. You know what it is. It's the dad bod wrap pod.
4: marvelous time, you know what I'm saying, excuse my tardiness, uh, small pro, excuse my tardiness Yeah, I'm over here. Hey man, lie. we were just talking shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm over here drinking Raquan wine and forgot, man, this yeah I had to wrap a trick trait tra- real quick, man, drinking. I was going to blame it on we being legal in Chicago now. Yeah, we will be getting fried like eggs, too. So that's, that would be another reason. I ain't want to slide that in there. Apparently, yeah, I already. Yeah. <laughs> we, know what, we know what it is.